Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Weekend Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P freaking Rochester, also on Apple freaking Podcast, freaking SoundCloud, and freaking Spotify, and I just think want to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the Moss Man Lofton, and with me as always to my left is Sandy the Sandman Farkinson, bringing up the middle we have Doug the Slug Jordan, and bringing up the rear we have Tatey Risher the Snowman. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel start your freaking engines this is our week in freaking review wow <gasps> weakers tweakers thrill freaking seekers it has been one week since we last spoke and i find myself with a serious case of the blues All around me, a dark cloud follows. And I have seen a great visits of the dark angel of death. He's standing there with his long protuberances and his giant beak and feathery bushy wings and terribly dark cloak. Get the hell out of here! Scram! Trying to do business! And yet at every turn he follows. And with him, a dark cloud follows. I don't know what path the Lord has put me on and why, but I know that it is a difficult path. I make every attempt to rise up to the occasion, and yet the blues keep me down. I have been spending a lot of time with a man who plays the harmonica. And I met this man riding the bus. And he told me that the blues are the sound of the soul dying. And I said, that sounds about right. I said, I think the harmonica is the sound of the soul dying, to be perfectly honest with you. I haven't been able to break the spell. But here we are on our Week in Review, ready to have a great show. Sandy the Sandman Vargas is back, and Teddy Rizzler is back, and Doug the Slug is also back. So, what we have is... A great freaking hilarious show. And I want to start it off a little bit, maybe, about my week. As weakers and tweakers know, Sandy and Farkas, the Mark Man Sarkis, and I are working on a great play. Creating, producing, directing, and doing everything together as one. And I have been finding myself with a bout of writer's block. And I keep reporting to Sandy the pages that I'm working on. Now I've got six pages. And in reality, I have absolutely no pages. And nothing to sew for my great tinkerings and my great sittings. Is what I'm calling them now. Is that I am taking time to sit. Taking time to sit and to work on the sew. And to work on this great expression that Sandy and I are creating. 
But damned if my writer's block is getting the best of me. Sandy the Farkman Circus, how does one curb a writer's block? Um... Well, that, that's a very freaking interesting question. Yeah. Um, I think um, the the freaking key there is um, to just sit down and freaking do it. Um, and that's that's the answer for freaking me um, because this was a play that I set out to freaking write um, by my freaking lonesome. Uh, I had never freaking requested uh, your freaking assistance, um, the freaking plot, and freaking. Uh, um, sort of the overarching freaking vision for the freaking play was a freaking dream of mine uh, that my freaking brain freaking painted while I freaking slept. And the fact that you tell me, I can't wait to get you these freaking pages. I can't wait to get you these freaking pages. You're going to really love what I'm working with when I get you these freaking pages. And then what you showed me, I said, I said, I have no interest in these pages. And you said, no, 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 trust me, you're going to love these freaking pages. Just wait until I get you some of these freaking pages I've been working on. And then when you freaking presented with me with was a freaking spiral bound freaking notebook um, with freaking with some sketches, with some quite freaking frightening freaking sketches I might freaking add. And one freaking particular page that looked like you freaking wiped your bottom with it. Um, and it was an abstract piece I had been working on. Now. And don't get me freaking wrong. I, I love freaking abstract, uh, abstraction. Uh, the freaking play itself is a freaking abstraction. Um, obviously, as Wiggers and Twiggers are aware, the, the play follows a freaking uh, freaking bird uh, seeking revenge against a freaking whale. Um, but again, um, it's really okay if you're having freaking writer's block because. Uh, you were never freaking invited to freaking write this with me in the beginning. Well, I do think that you're right. I think that the reason I am having this writer's block, this spell of unmanageable, unworkable motion in my brain is because you haven't sent me the pages and I have requested it many times. Send me, well, send me the pages you have so I can begin writing and... Without those, I have been directionless, and perhaps that is where my writer's block comes from, not having the pages. Yeah. Um, and I got to tell you, that's, that's becoming really a freaking pain in my freaking rear, to be, uh, to be honest with you, because I got freaking, I got, I got everybody in my freaking life right now freaking asking me to freaking take a look at the freaking pages, and, you know, maybe I'm freaking struggling a little bit with the freaking pages of my freaking self. Um, and the freaking deadline freaking looming above me, freaking St. Crispin's Day, the freaking 5th of May. Uh, I mean, the freaking presser is on right now, and, and it's it's making it freaking difficult to put some of these freaking pages together. Um, I have a freaking binder with some sketches of my freaking own, um, and I'd be really more than happy to freaking fax them to you um, if I was interested in receiving freaking pages of yours. But, um... Well, in my repose, in my blockades like the giant turd blocking the hole that from which it should burst forth I have been visiting locations scouting out locations for this play and calling a bunch of high schools my phone calls have gone unanswered my message is not returned now it's Proving to be an arduous task, but I am hoping today Doug Jordan has good news for us because we requested that Soon Jay join aboard the production team as he has some experience with probably a bit more 
rudimentary, a bit more amateur performances, but Doug Jordan, what is the 411, the skinny on freaking Sunze? So uh, I did ask him if he would be involved. Um, he ecstatically uh, replied yes. Um, he said he has such a passion for independent theater that he couldn't say no. Wow, that is that is freaking huge, and that is a freaking humongous freaking weight off my freaking shoulder, yeah. and I can't wait to see some of his freaking pages. Yeah, and a, what? Well, I mean, if he's, I mean, if he's willing to freaking, if he's, I mean, if the guy's got freaking the passion for it, you know, let's see what happens when he puts freaking ink to freaking paper. Let's see what he freaking comes yeah, up with. But mm. no, but it, he is on the production team. I hope I is in my mind's eye. I saw him working with makeup, working with a thimble, maybe putting a wing, a flowery wing onto the back of some sort of giant cloak i don't see him writing I mean, or acting or directing look I'm, what you've just described of him putting a freaking wing on the back of a giant cloak i love i absolutely freaking love that idea and i can't wait to freaking see sunze get to freaking work on that um but if i'm not freaking mistaken i believe freaking sunze used to freaking write the freaking news copy for freaking doug knows freaking best yeah, that's correct. So he has some sort of freaking writing and freaking experience, and I think, I mean, if he's if he's if this is of interest to him, I mean, I'd love to see what he freaking comes up with. But I write the news copy for the freaking Our Week in Review. Been doing it for six, seven years. Yeah, but that usually comes with a lot of typos and things that don't really make sense, and there's really no cognizant sort of form to it. Sometimes it's so. And, and if I'm being freaking honest with you, I. I keep going back to the last time we freaking tried to collaborate on freaking Biohacker 2, and you insisted to that we include a freaking magical freaking broomstick. Um, and I I fought you on it, and you freaking kept pushing it back, and, and sometimes I would say no, and then I would look at the freaking document, and I noticed that the document had freaking updated to include a freaking broomstick, and then you were treating the magical broomstick more like a freaking character and less of... Less of like a freaking object, and then and then um, by the freaking middle of the freaking movie, it really followed the freaking broomstick, the magical freaking broomstick, more than any of the other freaking characters. And it was absolutely freaking hilarious. And I don't, I stand by my choice, and I stand by my choice just the same to help you. The oath that I have made has not changed, Sandy Farkas. I'm just saying, there's a reason why we never really properly finished freaking Biohacker Two. Well. I'm just saying the oath was made in blood, and blood shall spilleth onto the pades. My soul, my mind, my word, my breath. So, geez, Louise, Sunjay's on board. That is a celebration to be had. Sandy Farkas, I would like to check in with you and how your week has gone. Um, geez Louise, I can't believe we haven't freaking done that already, because I've already done quite a bit of freaking speaking. Um, I'm freaking um, I'm being freaking honest with you. Um, I am freaking drunk. Um, I've been freaking drinking quite a freaking bit because some of my greatest freaking um freaking writing freaking inspirations um have been have been known to freaking drink quite a freaking bit um during their freaking creative freaking processes and um I'm trying to freaking harness uh, some of that. Um, I'm trying I'm trying to freaking put freaking pen to freaking paper. Um, I'm trying to freaking get this thing, uh, and this freaking deadline is really, uh, it is freaking, it is, it is, the pressure is freaking on. 
Well, geez Louise down on my knees. God bless it. Are the Teddy Michael Richard, also known as Teddy Risser. How are you doing? How you been? How long are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Um, uh, you know, fine. And God bless you. Yeah. Anything to report? I don't know, man. I just been feeling a little down this week, I guess. I think I might need a vacation. You just got back from vacation last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I think I need a different vacation now. I think I need to branch out, try some new stuff. Thinking about going somewhere else? No, I'll probably go back to Scottsdale. But I might just try a couple of different... Um, there was a Popeye's down the street from my hotel the last time I stayed there that looked pretty good, and I kind of wanted to try that. Well, so we, I might. We have a Popeye's here. Uh, it's just not. Mm, yeah. No, I think I need to go to. I think I need to go back to Scottsdale. Hmm. Probably gonna go this weekend. I actually this probably should have told you this off air, but I I, I am going this weekend. I've I booked my ticket. I'm going to Scottsdale. There's something happening in that city that we don't know about. Something that you are committed to do, or what are you talking about? Um, no, uh, no. I think it's just—it's kind of an expensive trip, and you just got back from one, and now you're going on another one. So suddenly, just you know, maybe there's some something of interest there besides a hotel without a pool and a McDonald's down the street or something. You know, um, I, I've been trying uh, to make it my New Year's resolution to not um, get angry uh, on the show. But I, I, you know, what I'm hearing is a lot of people who probably haven't been to Scottsdale. And I understand that and I respect that. But um, I Scottsdale is the place for me and I'll be going there this weekend and maybe even the weekend after that. OK, that's that's fair. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. You you're suggesting that you might be going to Scottsdale this weekend, and that you're already considered considering going back to Scottsdale next well, weekend, the weekend well, no, after. I, I'm not considering going to Scottsdale this weekend. I am right, going right, right. to Scottsdale this weekend. Next weekend, yes, I am considering going to Scottsdale again. I think it'll really depend on how this trip goes. Huh. Oh, and I'm very. Horny. Yeah. God yeah. bless you. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freakers, ears. We got a great freaking show for you, full of freaking our week's news and discussions. But before we get to that, we have one quick segment to get to you now. You turn on the lights while you're lying in bed, but it's just a fluffy pillow that cradles your head. It feels so real with the lights down low. In the darkness, your mind has no place to go. For you long to be cuddled and hugged at night, to be rocked and soothed and held oh so tight. You want to be touched and entwined with another, to cuddle up cozy in the arms of your brother. But the lamplight reveals you as an only child, one of great shame that is often reviled. In the dull yellow glow, you have only one quibbling, that your parents never brought you the love of a sibling. You toss and you turn, but it is no use. 
You toss and you turn, but it is no use. You try playing with yourself, but the skin just falls loose. So if your unanswered moans turn to a ceaseless souther, please consult our weeks. If I only had a brother. So, geez, Louise, down to my knees. This is going to be brought to you in partnership with WikiHow, how to do everything. And what we're going to try to enliven is a roundtable panel discussing maybe some dreamscape scenarios. I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know if it'll need that. But what we are going to do is use the nodule to guide us through the WikiHow, enliven our journey of understanding and knowing the love that we would get had we only had a brother. So, geez louise down on my knees. Any questions? Uh, no. All right. Well, then without further freaking ado, number one, the first method, setting a good example. So, be respectful. It's important to set a good example for your siblings by always being respectful. Be respectful to them, of course, but you should also respect your parents and your teachers and your friends and even perfect strangers. Being respectful to them will allow you to respect yourself. So, what does this enliven? I'm sorry, what does this enliven? How does this make you feel, Sandy Vargas? Um, I... Uh, it's inter- it's well, it's very very interesting. If I'm being freaking honest with you, that the first step in being a good brother is be respectful to your teachers, your friends, and even perfect freaking strangers, because it'll help you respect yourself. Well, part of having a brother is being a good brother and sharing the love with your brother for your brother, and you can't do that unless you love yourself. Right, but the, the step one wasn't really. Love your love yourself or be respectful to yourself. It's it sounds kind of like step one to being a good brother is be a good brother. Yeah, what a good point. Which in my mind, seems a little uh, freaking redundant or <clears throat> freaking redundant. I'm freaking drunk. Well, let's move on to number two. Be responsible. It's always very important for your sibling to learn how to be responsible. Don't do drugs or alcohol and keep up with the chores and help around the house. Is that that it? Do Do good chores. School and have humble grades. Be humble about your grades. This is starting to sound like it was written by... A parent and not necessarily a brother. Hmm. Well, why don't you tell me what you, I never had a brother. I never had a brother. No, I didn't have one either. Yeah, I had a sister. Did something happen to your sister? No, she's still around. Well, you yeah. said you had a sister. I thought perhaps she got sick and died. No, she's sorry. I have a sister. Let's move on. Number three, use good language. Definitely don't teach them every bad word in the book, but using good language also means speaking well. A great brother speaks well. He speaks well of others, and he speaks well of his brothers. 
And I think he probably freaking speaks well of himself. That's what it seems like every one of these steps ends with. Respect others and make sure to respect yourself. Well, and the second one was do your chores for do your chores and 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 be responsible for yourself. And then this third one is use good language and use it for your brother and use it for your freaking self. Okay, so let's let's do a little role play. Let's do a little dreamscape. Doug Jordan is Sandy's little brother, and they are going to buy an ice cream cone. The ice cream cone topples over after it is purchased, and the clerk won't give little Dougie a refund. Begin scene. Wait, did, did does Sandy have ice cream? Yeah, he's got the biggest scoop of ice cream you've ever seen, Dick Jordan. Okay. Oh, geez, I lost my ice cream. This stinks. Watch your freaking language. Um, fetch it. Go ahead and fetch the freaking globule off the freaking ground, and let's and we'll bring it back to the to the ice cream man. I don't. I, I thought he told us he wasn't going to take it. Take the ice cream back. How the hell would he already tell us? Grab the freaking globule. All right, and we'll freaking walk over to the clerk, and I'll just try and uh, put this as um, respectfully as possible. Uh, freaking excuse me, good freaking sir. Uh, me, please shut. Hold in my hand. Please be quiet. It's sticky. Yeah. Um, what the heck was I freaking saying? Excuse me, my good freaking man. Yeah. Um, ice cream uh, clerk. What? Um, I'm very busy. Uh, you'll see my freaking brother. Uh, he is freaking dim as the freaking Dickens and accidentally um, freaking launched his freaking ice cream globule. Uh, off of the freaking off of the freaking cone in which it was freaking perched. Uh, it has it has freaking splashed upon the freaking ground, uh, and it becoming covered in freaking uh, soot and stone. Um, is there is there any chance that we could uh, have a freaking replacement freaking uh, ice cream cone, please? How do I know that's not a turd? It's clearly ice. It's vanilla ice cream. Yeah, but it's got cherry swirls in it. That could be your blood. Excuse me, ice cream man. Are you are you telling me that you have freaking almost liquid freaking white freaking bowel movements with streaks of blood in it? Well, yes, from time to time. Um, that's not good. Have you told? Have you shut up, little kid? Who the hell are you? You're a little boy who's just holding a cone with melting ice cream in the other hand. Yeah, well, my brother uh, made me do it. Well, well all right, hold on. Up. Don't freaking, what the heck? Don't freaking, what are you doing? Why are you turning on me in this freaking scenario? I'm your I'm older not. brother. I'm your I'm older your brother, brother, you freaking you, idiot. You asked me to pick it up, and well, I thought uh, I did he would want to see the freaking evidence, and I didn't think he would think that it was freaking a freaking turd. Well, geez, I told Louise. You it was cold and sticky. Why don't you, the two of you, get the hell out of here and never come back? That's not a very nice way to talk to him. Uh, this is a bad customers. man, little Dougie. This is a very freaking bad man. We should get out of here and never freaking patronize okay. this freaking... I'll uh, kill you if you boys around. ever come back. I'll kill both of you. All right, let's get the hell out of here. This is a very freaking... In fact, little Dougie, give me your freaking telephone. Let's call the freaking police. Um. Okay, here's my telephone. Uh, it's covered in freaking ice. Dougie, is it covered I told in freaking... You, I didn't want to hold it. Sticky. This is disgusting. All right, I'm going to call the freaking police on uh, on this freaking um, ice cream clerk. 
911. Uh, 911, what's your emergency? Uh, yeah, a grown man who serves ice cream just told me he was going to kill me and my little brother. I probably should kill both of you right now. I, I guess we ought to, uh, little Dougie, you really, you really made a freaking mess of this, this time. You don't ever come back. Goodbye. And scene, I thought that went pretty well. Yeah. I, I don't know if that taught anyone how to be a better brother, but, um, if well, you, did, didn't him, uh, you didn't let him get killed by the ice cream clerk. That's freaking true. Well, and it's funny because number four is avoid violence. You should try to not be violent toward your siblings. Wait, this is really freaking interesting. This freaking document is called Three Ways to Be a Good Brother, and there are six steps. I think there's... Yeah, and there's like seven in the second one. Yeah, there's freaking seven. Oh, yeah. This, is, this document is humongous. Yeah, I don't know how it necessarily... I mean, do we want to do we want to freaking keep going, or...? No, we can move on. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we've got a great show for you full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call in and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what you're doing right. Tell us what you're doing wrong. You might get put on blast. You also might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Drew Barrymore revealed that she was, quote, catfished on a dating app by someone who claimed to be an NFL player, according to TMZ. On a recent episode of the Drew Barrymore show, the actress said she was thrilled when she recently matched with a man claiming to be a quarterback from the L.A. Rams. Unfortunately, Barrymore discovered she wasn't talking to a Rams player, but instead, as she told her hilarious co-host Ross Matthews, the mystery man was a struggling musician who thought it would be funny to lie about his identity quote you've made me feel stupid i don't know who you are i don't i feel so dumb barrymore confessed barrymore has been publicly single following her split from her ex will copelman in 2016 so drew barrymore faltering again bamboozled she was almost like when she was bamboozled by the tiny man in that green costume that lived in her house and always wanted to phone home. Little pervert, man. I watched the movie as a child, not since then. Sandy Vargas can tell you the name. Uh, the name of the freaking film is E.T. Extraterrestrial. Um, and much of what you're freaking remembering is freaking accurate. Uh, he does freaking dress up in freaking women's clothes and wear the freaking uh, freaking panties and it's insinuated that he freaking masturbates um, in the inside freaking uh, lingerie. Um, he's also a freaking drunk, which is freaking hilarious. Uh, he walks around drinking freaking beer in a freaking bathrobe. Um, absolutely freaking hilarious freaking film. If you haven't freaking seen it, uh, go see it. My favorite part is at the end of freaking E.T. freaking dies. Yeah. And the working title at one point, I believe it was The Little Pervert Man. And I don't know if the test audience didn't love that. But ultimately, they changed the name but kept the plot in exactly the same. And it was something you could do in the 80s. But in modern day times, it would be forbidden disallowed something we couldn't watch now this is drew barrymore and co-host ross matthews had it right she is stupid we don't know who she is 
And she should feel dumb. Now, she has a platform, television so, nobody watches. Nobody watches that even for a minute. But it is full of big mistakes and huge gaffes. Much like this one where she was divorced by her husband only to be bamboozled into a relationship with someone she thought was a quarterback. And then when you see the picture of the guy, you realize he could never be quarterback because he's in a wheelchair. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, Tadia Risher, how could Barry Moore fall so far from... Go on. That's a very freaking interesting freaking question. Um, I mean, obviously, her freaking first fumble was when she freaking was um, freaking divorced by freaking Will Kobelman, um, who, as as everyone freaking knows, uh, is is um, a freaking bright freaking shining star um, who has rise through the freaking ranks of freaking Hollywood uh, to become a freaking household name. Um, obviously, when she freaking fumbled that, um, it was only a matter of time before the freaking bamboozlings begun. Um, I'm also imagining Regan if uh, E.T., the little Regan pervert man, had been in a Regan wheelchair, and that seems quite freaking hilarious to me. And it should have been so. I, I think perhaps part of his character could be that he had a blanket over his lap, and underneath his blanket, his hands were doing things that were only insinuated upon. Yeah, imagine this. Imagine the freaking scene where freaking he's talking. Where he they've dressed him up as a freaking real boy, but they have the blanket over his freaking lap, and his and freaking the little boys, the young boys, freaking mother is trying to freaking talk to ET, and you can see the freaking blanket begin to freaking rise, and and then the tip starts glowing. Yeah, the tip starts freaking glowing. Absolutely freaking hilarious. Last week, a veteran from New Hampshire admitted in federal court to faking his need for a wheelchair for 20 years, enabling him to claim more than $660,000 in benefits, according to CBS News. Christopher Stoltz, a 49-year-old from Antrim, pleaded guilty to one count of making false statements and will be sentenced on May 6th. Stoltz told the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs on January 2003 that he wasn't able to use his feet, which prompted the VA to rate him 100% disabled and increase his monthly benefits. He was also given extra funding to adapt five different vehicles to help a mobility-impaired individual drive, according to his plea agreement. Law enforcement officers surveilled Stoltz multiple times walking normally without the use of a wheelchair after he left. However, he stood up and lifted his wheelchair into his car. Then he drove to a shopping mall where he, quote, walked normally through multiple stores. When he confronted by law enforcement officials about his mobility, Stoltz admitted that he could use both of his feet and that he knew it was wrong to collect extra benefits. According to the plea agreement, multiple people knew Stoltz since early 2000s and said he never needed a wheelchair or other ambulatory device for mobility so this is absolutely freaking hilarious and i have often considered the use of a wheelchair sandy the sandman vargas has been bound by the wheels that rolled beside him and no crime has been committed here not in my understanding i think i think uh, a freaking wheelchair is a not only a freaking acceptable freaking accessory, but a a freaking humorous freaking accessory in all freaking situations. 
And this is, I mean, this, this, this tracks back to something I've always had a freaking problem with. Uh, and that's that freaking term, freaking criminal, freaking mischief. Uh, no freaking, as freaking Taylor put it so beautifully, no freaking crime has been freaking committed here. There's no freaking evidence of a freaking crime. If there were, I would have him be executed. Yeah, hang the freaking bastard. Have him set up to the electric chair. 50,000 volts, Doug Jordan. Climb into a bathtub with a radio. Well, I mean, he did kind of commit a crime because he was saying that he was a veteran in, in a wheelchair, but then turns out he was rigging, he was able to walk the whole time. I smell no freaking crime. I smell no freaking wrongdoing here. It's 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 fraud, I think. The man freaking sat down in a freaking chair. Doug, you freaking sit down in your freaking family freaking recliner in the freaking family room at the end of freaking every freaking evening. You freaking sit down in your freaking gym shorts and you freaking fiddle with your freaking nuts and you freaking put a freaking movie on the freaking television. No freaking crime has been freaking committed there. You're a man in a freaking chair, Doug. Yeah, His but chair I'm not. freaking wheels. I'm not wheeling around town collecting freaking so checks. It's, so it's the wheels that freaking bother you. No, it's very freaking interesting, Doug. That's very freaking interesting. Well, here's the thing. I have always known Doug Jordan to have some sort of grudge against those who have served in the military. And I don't know why. Because we at Our Week in Review have always supported the military. God bless them. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. made a great sacrifice to this country. And they have made a great sacrifice to this nation. Yeah. And, and you would think that the grandson of a veteran would maybe have a little bit more respect for for the people who put their lives on the line for us and this country and our freedom. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just not, I mean, what you guys are saying is just not true. I've never said I don't have respect for people in the military, and I'm just trying to call out this guy committed fraud in the story, you know. Doug Jordan's freaking grandfather is a decorated freaking war hero. He's freaking dead now, and he sits beneath the freaking dirt. Um, yeah, you guys dug up his grave. He is the you're saying that I'm the one that disrespects freaking, freaking military? Well, we did that out of respect. Yeah, um, and he freaking deserves our freaking respect, and he deserves our freaking, uh, freaking national freaking blessings. And I'll have you know, Doug Jordan, I visit with your grandfather once a week. At the, at the grave? Yeah. Why, why do you do that? He does. I've, I've gone with him before. I've gone with him as well. Think that he could use someone there to sit with him a while. Yeah, but nobody, that's very kind of you, but nobody's asking you to do that. Well, I think it my duty based on our relationship that we had while he was living and breathing. I mean, that's true. Freaking Taylor and freaking the old man shared the same purple heart for a little while. I almost feel like I served right beside him. Yeah, but you you just you took his purple heart and you said you was you were going around town saying it was yours. No crime is committed there, Doug. That's a man with a freaking pin on his lapel. It's, there's no freaking crime. Yeah. That's fraud. Doug, That's I've, Doug, fraud. I've seen I Doug, I've seen you freaking uh, every freaking election actual election uh, freaking election year freaking peel and place that freaking sticker that said I voted today upon your chest and wear it freaking proudly. There's no freaking crime that has been committed. You're a man who has freaking pride in what you freaking wear and how you freaking adorn yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but I I voted that day. The difference is it'd be different if I was just getting a I don't know, 500 pack of I voted today stickers and I 
I just put that on. I didn't actually go to the polls. Now, see, it, it, your logic is falling apart here because it, you, I go to the movies all the time and tell them that I am a veteran so that I can get a discount. And you're trying to tell me that that's a crime, Doug? Well, it's, it's fraud. Man's Fraudulent. trying to enjoy a freaking film, Doug. I mean, Doug, you've gone to the freaking movies. I've I've been with you to the freaking movies, Doug. You buy a freaking extra large freaking popcorn and an extra large freaking soda pop. You buy freaking milk duds and freaking Reese's Pieces, and you freaking cover yourself in all this freaking filth. I'm pretty sure you stick your freaking ass in the bottom of the freaking bucket, and and there is no freaking crime that has been freaking committed, Doug. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not going to the movie theater and saying, you know, I need an old old person discount because I'm an old man. I go up fully dressed in freaking old man makeup. I dye my hair freaking gray. I say, hey, please give me a ticket for half the freaking price. And then I get the ticket for half the freaking price and I sit down and I take my freaking disguise off and I watch this freaking movie. I feel like you're going to tell me that I'm breaking the law when I go to an all-you-can-eat buffet. I eat all I can eat. Then I stuff my pockets with the food. And when they when I go to leave, they confront me and I'm breaking the law now when I tell them that I'm a veteran and I need them to wheel me out in a wheelchair? Not, not just a freaking veteran. I believe you say that I'm a freaking, I'm a freaking veteran. And you go, I have freaking mental problems. You say, I'm a freaking, you say, I'm a freaking United States freaking veteran with freaking a, a slew of freaking mental issues. Meanwhile, he's got his freaking pockets of his freaking overcoat overflowing with freaking mashed potato. And you're trying to tell me, Doug, that a crime has been committed at that moment? And because well, I can put a pound a cobbler in my pocket I'm you know uh, uh, I'm just trying to say that I think I'm pretty sure that all those scenarios you guys described is fraud and that's considered impersonating a freaking veteran and I'm pretty sure it's illegal in the United States of America well if it's illegal lock me up because I've done it many 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 times daily occasion for me but you shouldn't be admitting to it on the freaking radio. Well, I guess you doesn't yeah. really matter. You can do it yeah. on the radio. You can say can't not freaking evidence. Plausible deniability, Doug Jordan. Last week, oh, Weakers, Tweakers, Thrill Freaking Seekers, we've got a quick short segment to get to now. Our week's guide to macerating toilets. Doug Jordan requested this one. Now, Weakers and Tweakers out there know that there have not been too many advancements in the toilet industry since the advent of interior plumbing but now we have a macerating toilet and doug jordan can explain a little bit about what that is and what it does and why you might need one um you know i know a little bit about them and it's just that it's kind of it's a toilet it's kind of got like a it's kind of like a gar- got a garbage disposal attached to to the end of it and so when you uh, make a feces and then you flush it, it I think it, it just kind of chews it up and eats it. And so it becomes like a liquid. So it's uh, better for your pipes. Hmm. I, I'm seeing here that it says that it, it converts human waste into a, flying, uh, into a fine slurry that can be pumped up into a soil sack against gravity. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it. Yeah, I. I mean, I didn't. I haven't read that copy, but yeah, I guess it would convert it to a fine slurry, and then convert it. You say converted to a soil sack? 
Rodriguez says it, but then it's pumped up into a soil sack. Why wouldn't you just go into the sewer? Well, because you want to save your sack. And also... What's the soil sack? For, like, compost? Just for hanging on to, in case you might need it later. Yeah, that's freaking disgusting. No, it's not that disgusting. I've made a lot of money off of selling my soil sacks, and uh, I honestly, I can't vouch... Any more for macerating toilets? I think they're a great investment. So you you you're familiar with these toilets then? Mm-hmm. You use them many times? Yeah, I have one in my house. That's how I get the soil sacks. So what? How, where do you hook the soil sack up to? What do you mean? Where where? How does the soil sack? Because you know, normal plumbing, it goes it usually goes down to the sewer line. Goes in a little the- box, Doug. I can take it out of the box. But where's the box? How does how does the plumbing work? It's right next to the toilet, Doug. What are you talking about? And you just but where do you put the sack? I'm in the garage. I don't I don't know. Wherever there's room. You can put it wherever you want, Doug. Yeah. Is the sack do they come in a arrangement of colors or are they just clear? No, they're just a clear sack. Is it plastic? Made of plastic or I don't know. I and you, would you describe this vegan eviscerated mixture as a fine slurry? Oh, 100%. It is the finest slurry you've ever witnessed. Um, and I got to tell you, you wouldn't think that anybody would be interested in in such a, a fine slurry in a plastics clear bag. But, Doug, there are many, many people who are lining up to buy my soil sacks. How long does it take you to fill a sack? Or is it like one sack for one time? Mm, I think it's about 50 poops until you fill your soil sack. So I can usually get it done in about like three days. You wait. You take 50 poops in three days? Yeah. That's probably not good. First you got the ice cream, man. Freaking pooping vanilla ice cream with cherry swirls in it and then he got you taking freaking 50 between three days ironically one of the guys who bought a soil sack was an ice cream man and i did i had issues with it but you know what money's money doug it's freaking disgusting yeah well it's also absolutely freaking hilarious yeah Last week, a background actor filed a lawsuit against Mia Goth, accusing the actress of intentionally kicking the actor in the head, according to Variety. James Hunter Dean claimed that he suffered a concussion after Goth kicked him during production on the A24 sequel, Maxine. The film is the third in the trilogy of horror films directed by Ty West and starring Goth, following X and Pearl, both of which were released in 2022. In the lawsuit, Hunter Dean stated that he was hired for three days work to play the role of David Dead Parishioner. On the first night of shooting, he lay on the ground for several hours covered in fake blood, enduring ants and mosquitoes. In the scene, Goth was to run past him and sometimes step over him, look down and keep running. 
The suit alleges that on the fourth take, Goth nearly stepped on him. Hunter complained to the second assistant director, and the concern was relayed to Goth. On the next take, according to the suit, Goth deliberately kicked him in the head with her boot. After the scene was completed, Hunter alleges that he was in the bathroom when Goth came in, taunted, mocked, and belittled him, daring him to do anything about it. Hunter felt the pain in his head. The fake blood had also dried onto his robe, causing him pain when he removed it, according to the suit. So, Hunter Dean, a great complaint against Mia Goth. Bludgeoned he was, and a great bludgeoning it was. We feel for Hunter Dean, and yet... Our remorse is only skin deep. Sandy Farkas, thoughts now, please. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, upon hearing this freaking story, you know, I'm 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 made completely aware of all the freaking emotions and freaking sympathies I should be experiencing, but I find myself not giving a at all about freaking Hunter Dean or his freaking Miss Orson at the freaking hands of freaking Ms. Mia Goth on the freaking side of freaking Maxine. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't freaking care about this, and I wish, and I think, honestly, it's um, embarrassing that he freaking complained about it and freaking files that freaking suit. Um, though a freaking bludgeoning did freaking occur, I think he should have freaking kept into himself and freaking most likely freaking kept his freaking mouth shut. Yeah. I am freaking just very freaking drunk. Well, God bless you, and I Thank agree. I think Hunter Dean has obviously been in the background a long time. The starlight has never gazed upon his sullen and sunken face. And yeah. in that no, I... shadow cast by far bright stars, he has grown angry and violent. And he is casting that violence out toward people like me and Mina Goth and honestly toward all of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think it is that freaking sullen and sunken face that I when I imagine it, it 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 removes all freaking sympathy that might have been there. It's that it's that it's that it really is that freaking sullen and sunken face that we've all come to know from freaking Howard Dean, um, who was freaking kicked in the head by freaking Mina Goth on the side of freaking Maxine. Um, yeah. I'm sorry he had to freaking meet his end this way, but in many ways, I think he brought it upon himself and, and my freaking wish him the best in the freaking afterlife, uh, knowing full well that he's likely in freaking hell. And the show must go on, right, Doug Dees? I'm just so she kicked two guys in the head by accident. What? What? Well, how do you get that? First, you guys were saying Hunter Dean, and then all of a sudden, Sandy said Howard Dean. Is that di- is that a different guy? Is that the same Pretty sure it's the same freaking guy. That's the kid from Happy Days, right? I d- I don't I definitely don't think so. And then it also in the copy it says his name is James Hunter. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Freaking, well, and but he's freaking playing Dean Parishioner. He's the dean of the freaking school. See, that's a. I'm pretty sure that says dead parishioner. Oh. Hmm. Huh. Interesting take, Doug Jordan. I never heard such thing, but Hunter Dean would probably 
wince when he heard what you said in besmirchment of him. Luckily, he freaking is no longer walking this freaking this freaking earthly freaking plane, and 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 I'm sure his freaking mortal freaking fleshy freaking vessel that he once occupied is being eviscerated as we speak in, in a freaking macerated freaking toilet of sorts be turning into a freaking vines freaking slurry that will be blasted out of a freaking cannon into the freaking ozone mm-hmm. and a fitting end Doug Jordan to a sullen and sunken life yeah yeah I don't think he's a real person hmm not anymore. No. Uh, He's worm meat now, Doug Jordan. Space worm meat. Last week, Gwendolyn Christie transformed into a porcelain doll for Mason Margila's Paris Fashion Week show, according to E! News. The Game of Thrones star razzled and dazzled his porcelain doll to close out Mason Margila's artisanal 2024 collection by John Galano on January 25th. Christy commanded the room as the 45-year-old actress strutted down the runway with her arms arched outward and the rest of her body positioned like a doll. She dressed like a doll, wearing a translucent ball gown that featured a baby blue corset that hit below her hips and exposed her chest. The rest of the gown, including a shiny white collar made of leather and a voluminous ruffled skirt... White opera-length glove, matching stockings, and chunky heels tied the look together. The Star Wars alum had her face painted like a porcelain doll, her skin resembling glass, her features exaggerated. Dame Pat Grath bleached Christie's eyebrows and drew on pencil-thin arches while also applying vivid mint-blue eyeshadow to the lids and heavy-handed pink blush cheeks. Hairstylist Duffy fashioned Gwendolyn's hair in tight pin curls to further play up the doll inspired theme quote i can't tell you how meaningful this is for me because i've loved fashion for such a long time for over 30 years i've wanted to be in a show like this the look was complicated she's a doll she's a broken doll there's so much to look at there so gwendolyn christie is back and mental health issues aside and they are many and they are vast. <laughs> she sported a compelling figure on that stage, and we celebrate her here for that. Now, do they make up for her past indiscretions? The things that she has done that has made her persona non grata at most events and only to the charitable Mason Margala who opened his doors, welcomed. He said, I'll take the bleeding, I'll take the bruised. I'll take the mentally ill. Into thine arms you may walk. And walk beside me as I guide you toward the light. I don't know. I find this disturbing yet also humbling and inspiring. Doug Jordan, your thoughts now. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on it. I mean, I feel like people usually wear kind of weird outfits at fashion shows to kind of get a rise out of people. But was it enough to distract you from her past freaking deviancies, Doug? 
her freaking, her freaking, please don't interrupt me. Her freaking, her freaking controversies are plenty. I mean, Doug, the freaking mental health issues alone, they're, I mean, they're freaking staggering. What were the specific mental health issues? History of brutalism, Doug. I mean, what does that, what does that even mean? She's been freaking brutal. I mean, she's. She's been Doug. She's been absolutely horrible. Um, she's Doug. She's. Can you can you elaborate on that? I mean, the things that she's done, Doug. Is it not even really freaking worth freaking getting into? It's no. disgusting, is what it is. It's disgusting. Hmm. Hilarious too. So did it? So does it? So does does dressing up as a freaking porcelain freaking doll? What the heck am I freaking talking about? What am I freaking doing right now? You were saying she has a history of yeah brutalism. Her, her past freaking indiscretions. We must not forget those indiscretions. But I don't. Nobody can really name what those indiscretions are. So I'm I'm disgusting, confused. disgusting. It's things. vast. The list is freaking vast. Probably Doug. too vast to narrow down here on this show. We don't have enough time. Mm. But can you imagine? Vile, vile things, Doug Jordan. Doug, if you take a moment to imagine the most freaking vile thing you possibly could. And then freaking paint the freaking perpetrator like a freaking porcelain doll. Walking with her arms arched outward and the rest of her body positioned like said doll. Oh, okay. How do you feel? I I don't really know what what she did. I asked you to freaking imagine the most freaking vile possible thing. The most vile freaking behavior. I just don't understand how that's really relevant. The, the story is just about how she dressed up like a doll at a freaking fashion show. Disgusting. Right. Yeah, that's what they want you to think. Oh, yeah, sure. All fun and games. She dressed up like a doll. Her skin was like glass. Her face painted like a doll. Her eyes distant, narrow. Breath, awful. Absolutely terrible breath. As if she had, as if the iron of blood had dried deep back in her throat. Doug, it's, imagine going to a freaking gala or a freaking party and, and, and when you, and you, everyone is having a wonderful time and, and, and so freaking festive and you freaking make your way to the center of the freaking party and, and, and you find freaking Charles freaking Manson uh, perched on a freaking chair. He's there freaking hoisting him up like a boy at a bar mitzvah, Doug. They're, it's like they're freaking parading her freaking indiscretions and her freaking deviancies in, in front of everyone who's, who she's freaking tormented. Yeah, but I, I've never heard about these indiscretions no. and deviancies, and nobody <laughs> can seem to freaking explain to me what they are. Because yeah. they're so bad, Doug Jordan. Yeah. Fraud. I, 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 I would look it up on the internet, but I have a feeling that I'm not going to be able to find anything. Well, they might have scrubbed it. They might have scrubbed it by now. Too many people getting fired at work for looking it up. 
What this is two this is two stories with game of former Game of Thrones characters that you guys have talked about having histories of friggin' mental mental friggin' problems. Yeah, the curse of the Game of Thrones. It runs deep. Yeah, but I can't find anything. I mean, the last one it seemed like he was owning up to him, and he was saying, "Yeah, I, I was a freaking bad man. I'm going to get better." Well, imagine Doug Jordan that you play in a movie that goes on and on and on each week, and you're constantly liar, liar. a wizard. No, it's a it's a movie about wizards. It's a movie about wizards and dragons and beasts of ill forgotten time and serpents and. M****s. And spells, and dwarves, and demons, and angels. And this is the life that you are living. This is the torment that follows you at every turn. Do you understand now? Not really. I kind of just started to think about... Jim Carrey maybe being in Game of Thrones. Well, God bless you. Tweakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It's been a great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review. We love you so very freaking much. We're so freaking hot. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you freaking next week. Well, geez, Louise. I thought that went quite well. <clears throat> Although sometimes, Doug Jordan, I don't know... How the three of us here can get so close to the same thought patterns, and yet you deviate so drastically. The sheer numbers of it make me think perhaps you may be suffering from your own bout of mental illness. Uh, The three things that you guys seem to talk about sometimes aren't grounded in any form of freaking reality and i'm just trying to get the freaking answers or actually what i'm trying to do is get in get you guys to freaking explain to me what it is that you're talking about so i can have an understanding of what you're talking about disgusting things Doug. i think i'm gonna be freaking sick yeah i've been drinking the whole i've been drinking the whole freaking time all right, Doug Jordan, you better gas the truck up. We got to get Sandy down to the Ortego Grill. I have, have Larry Brown pump his stomach. I'm not. Why would I do that? Maybe a burrito would be good, though. Larry Brown has pumped his stomach before so he could keep drinking. Don't tell him that. He's not. Doug is not supposed to freaking know about that. He can't. He shouldn't be doing that. I'm gonna have to talk to him about talk to him about that. He did it out back at the out at Outback Steakhouse. No, but that might be a nice change of pace. of our week studios WAYOLP Rochester yeah she's, yeah she's my sister so